Alright, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. And uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord have laid on our hearts to share. I'm going to share something that I've shared before, but it's relevant to this message as well. Some years ago, uh, I was helping someone to move uh, their belongings, and uh, I had hurt my back really, really bad, really bad, and uh, in helping this person to move. And uh, so that night, uh, I think it was the same day, if I'm not mistaken, uh, went out to dinner with some family members, and I, I could barely move. I could barely move. And uh, I drove there, um, but while I was sitting there, I knew within myself, I am not going to be able to drive home. That's how bad it was. My back was very uh, in very bad shape. And so then I remembered while I was sitting there just trying to figure out who I could get to uh, drive my vehicle home with me in it. Um, the Lord had brought to my remembrance a dream that I'd had just prior to that uh, where I was sitting in this living room. And it was I think it was 10 of us and the devil was in there. And I understood in that dream, I understood that he was the tormentor. And he was going to torment all of us. But he had, at first, he had only chose, I think, seven of us, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he, he just picked us out like this, pointing at us. And as he pointed at the different individuals, they went and sat in the middle of the living room in the floor, on the floor. And, uh, but I didn't move. And uh, he, looked, he came back to me and he said, I, I chose you two. I picked you two. And so I got up and I went and sat down and we were all spaced out, maybe three feet apart, sitting, sitting uh, Indian style, just looking straight ahead. And he just started down the line and uh, he started with me and he just got down to where I was and he was looking me eye to eye like this. And uh, when I looked into his eyes, I saw all of the things that he brought to mankind, all of the different pains, the, the mental anguish, uh, the diseases. I could see all of that. And then I understood that he was the cause of this. That he was the cause of everything that's not of God. He was the cause of it. Does everybody understand? And I saw that he was tormenting. He had different things that he was going to torment people with. And uh, at that moment, I didn't know exactly what it was he had for me. Uh, but uh, at some point, it dawned on me that this is voluntary. That I didn't have to get up and come sit here like he told me to. And then I thought if I didn't have to get up and come and sit here, then I don't have to stay here. So I, I stood up and I, and I began to tell him, you don't have any power over me. You can't torment me. You don't have any power over me. And the more I talked, because he was sitting in front of me, you know, he was sitting down in front of me. And the more I talked, the more he leaned back until he was flat on his back. But when I saw that he was flat on his back, I, 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 I looked at the others and they were just sitting there Indian style, almost zombie-like. And I began to tell him, y'all get up, get up. Y'all don't have to be sit here and be tormented. Because if I would have just left out, uh, he would have just got on up and just continued to torment them. So that, that helped me in the deliverance ministry. The first, one of the first things you have to do before you deliver people and, before, and when you help people is you have to make them understand this. And this is the name of this message. If you're tormented, it's with your permission. When you are tormented, it is because you have given the devil permission. Now, do we believe that? Now, I would have been a fool to just sit there and just allow the devil to torment me once I grasped a hold of the, this concept that I am here voluntarily. 
and I don't have to be here. I don't have to be tormented. And so when I grasped that, I got up. Does everybody understand? And so when you, when you if you believe what I'm going to tell you today, you ain't got to be prayed for concerning all these different things. If you understand you're a child of God, if you believe you're a child of God, then you know it's by permission. The devil can't torment you without your permission. Does everybody understand? And that's something that we have to know. Now then, here's the question. Are we willing to get up? Or are we just going to sit there? You know, it's, flesh is a funny thing. It's, it is a funny thing. It's something on the inside of flesh that loves pity parties. And I have learned over the years of preaching and helping people and trying to help people is some folks want to be tormented. Just like some folks want to stay children, don't want to grow up, want to be taken care of, want to love attention. Some people love being tormented. They might not like the fruit of it, but they love the attention that comes with it. Now, let me, let me and, and for us that struggle with that, that just won't come out of this dark hole that God have reached out and pulled you out of, it ain't number witchcraft. Is witchcraft. You use your torment to control people or to try to. Does everybody understand? But somebody that don't want to be tormented, you can get right up out of there. You don't have to stay there. Does everybody understand? Let's, well, let's go. Let's prove it by the Bible. Let's go to the 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. The devil thrives on the ignorance of people. He don't care how saved you are. If you don't know any better, then you don't know any better. Does everybody understand? He thrives on the ignorance of people. The Lord says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He said, my people perish because they don't know. Because of things they don't know. Now, nobody here has an excuse. You know. You're not sitting in some ignorant church where the preacher's trying to preach you happy and trying to, you know, encourage you with no doctrine. We teach these fundamentals of the Bible to help you to be free. How in the world are you going to continue to live for God and you're not set free in your mind? How would you continue to serve God when the devil got your brain bound? It ain't going to happen. So that's the first thing we do. We, we come to let people know you've been set free. You can get up out of that prison. God don't intend for you to serve him in jail. All right, let's start reading at verse one. It says, in that day shall this song be sung. Everybody see that? In that day shall this song be sung. Everybody see? In the land of Judah, we have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Does everybody see that? Now, let me... <laughs> Let's keep reading. We'll get back to that. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect what? Peace, whose mind is what? Stayed. stayed on thee, stayed. It's got to stay somewhere. It can't be bouncing back and forth. Praising God one minute and the next minute depressed because something ain't going your way. It has to be stayed on God. It says, thou will keep him. Keep. The Lord is the one doing the keeping. All you got to do is stay. Amen. 
whose mind is what? Stayed on who? Because why? He trusted. Everybody see that? Verse 1, let's read that again. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. In, in other words, fortified. We have a fortified city. Does everybody understand? We don't understand it today because there ain't no walls around these cities. But back then, their peace was based on how tall the walls were, were and how thick they were. You it couldn't, an enemy just couldn't walk in and, and take over their city. They had to climb walls. And it had watchmen standing on the top of those walls to warn them, hey, we see somebody two miles away. Let's arm ourselves. And they were up there. Do y'all know these walls were wide enough for chariots to run around? These were thick walls, not these little walls like we have here. So the people inside of the city could sleep in peace. Why? Because they knew we got valuables in here that our enemies want. And one of the most valuable things you got that the devil want is your peace. So he says, in that day, people are going to sing a song. What is the song? We have a strong city. What's that strong city? Salvation. Will God appoint for walls? In other words, God replaced these walls that you've built up. I ain't, I, well, I'm going to just stay to myself. I ain't going to talk to nobody because every time I try to talk to people and get close, they hurt me. That's your wall. And ain't no peace there. Ain't no peace there. Ain't no peace with your walls that you built up. Everybody understand? So God says, I, he appoint walls for walls. What? And bulwarks. What, what does he appoint? Salvation. Salvation. Your salvation is the wall. I'm saved. And because I trust God, he'll keep me. Everybody understand? So it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. In perfect peace. Everybody see that? Not just peace, perfect peace. What does that mean? It don't go up and down. It don't sway to the left or right. It ain't bothered by what it hear, what it see. It's perfect. It don't move. It's always there regardless of what's going on. Does everybody understand? <laughs> now we could stop here. If you believe it, you'll that that'll be the, that'll settle it. Salvation is your wall. Your salvation is your wall. All you got to do is know I'm saved. If I'm saved, then God will keep me. I told you I was about five or six miles up in the air and the plane began to dive. I had peace because I was saved and I knew if this plane hit the ground, I know where I'm going. And in fact, I had so much peace about it. Now you imagine you five or six, uh, five or six miles in the air. And, 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 and listen, I, I was fine until I saw the stewardess begin to act up. They begin to cry out. Oh, okay, so okay, so this isn't normal here. The stuff that was on the floor was up on the ceiling. The plane was falling faster than the food carts. Cars. Then God's peace came over me, and I just closed my eyes. Well, praise God! I'm, I'll, I'll see you in a few minutes. You know what the Lord told me? Now, this is how much peace I had. He said, listen, you ain't the only one on this plane. Yeah, if I allowed that plane to crash, you'd be with me. But what about the other people? You pray that this plane don't hit the ground. Everybody see? Now, I'm telling you, peace gets you out of yourself. Does everybody understand? You know where you're going, but that peace, it'll make you pray for other people. Now, I, I want you to have what I have. 
So we have to want to be kept. And we have to want to be drama free. We have to be the ones that's used to helping people and not being ministered to. That's a part of what causes people to want to stay in that place of torment. They love folks coming to try to pull them out of it. Pull them out. Hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be, you know, after a while, you ought to be the one doing that. You ought to get tired of people changing your diaper and go help change somebody else's. God have called us to grow up. <laughs> now, when we were babes in Christ, yeah, okay, I need encouragement. Please help, you know, encourage me. I'm in a dark place. The devil's really, and then after a while, you grow. You say, you know what, I'm not going to stay here anymore. Now I know what the devil's up to. I see him a mile away. In fact, I see him so far off, I got time to pray for other people before he get to me. All right, let's go, uh, let's go to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. Is everybody there? The fourth chapter of the book of Philippians. We're going to start reading at verse four. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say what? Rejoice. So you, the, the, what, what we just read in the chapter 26 of Isaiah, the first verse, what did it say? My people will sing a new song. They will sing a song. Here it, it tells us, now this is a command. This ain't, well, if you feel like it. Listen, I'm telling you, you'll do yourself a favor by just obeying God's word and, and, and not believing that he's just making suggestions. These are not suggestions. These are commands. And he's telling you, rejoice. How? In the Lord. Not because you were able to pay your bills last month. Not because you don't have any problems today. He's telling you, rejoice in the Lord, not in your circumstances and how good he appears to be to you. Everybody understand? He's telling you how to rejoice in the Lord just because he's God. Not because of what he's doing for you, but because he's God. Because here's the deception. Stuff can be falling down all around you. It don't, make, it don't mean that God ain't working behind the scenes. So if you waiting on God to show up before you rejoice, you're going to be waiting. Rejoice in the Lord. If you know he exists, you ought to be rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord how? Always. Always. Not just, well, pray God, I feel you now, Lord. Okay, so now I got something to sing about. Okay, my husband and I, we hadn't argued in a month, so now I got something to praise you about. No, Lord, I'm breathing and, and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Everybody understand? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto who? All men. People ought to see it. People ought to be able to look at you and tell. There's something different about you. You ain't downtrodden like everybody else. You don't look worried like everybody else. Let your moderation be known to all men. Everybody understand? Not just when you're around church folks and you got to put on a happy face. Why? The Lord is at hand. Be careful. In other words, be anxious for what? Nothing. 
Nothing. You know that the only way the devil can torment you, he has to have something to torment you with. It has to be something that you are disappointed about. He can't just torment you just for nothing. Well, look, you, your name is John. That ought, that's a reason enough. You ought to be sad up in here. That ain't what you chose. It's got to be something that your heart is attached to, that your brain will, will overthink about. Does everybody see that? So this tells us, be anxious for what? Nothing. Do you not believe that the devil comes to me with stuff? Just, just little, little stuff. If I think too long on it, then I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to let that, okay, devil, I see what you're trying to do. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let it go. No, that's why I'm going to clip that string. I'm going to cut that string real quick. That, all of that's in the Lord's hands. Does everybody understand? Yeah, it's all in God's hands. What? It's just like the devil to make you worry about something you can't do anything about to begin with. Everybody understand? How many of you, when you passing by people's houses, you cry, you be thinking, oh man, that's a big house. I'm crying for you because that's, that's going to be a big electric bill you have to pay. A friend of mine, my wife and I, we went to visit my best friend who I tell you all about, who we've been friends since the first grade. He lived in a neighborhood where the houses were so big, he said the average electric bill was over $1,000. The average. I didn't cry for him. Does everybody understand? Uh, that's your responsibility. Y'all you, you, figured that out when you got there. If you still there, you must can be afforded. Ain't no use of me crying for you about it. And you know, and that's the way I am with my own problems. If I belong to God, then my problems are yours, Lord. I couldn't pay a bill if I wanted to. You paying these bills. I couldn't change anything. The minute God don't want me to pay a bill, it just won't get paid. Does everybody understand? He's in control. And people are tormented because they're trying to take that control from God. Does everybody understand? You pushing God out the way of look, I got it, except I don't. <laughs> this tells us, verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Not with a grumpy, grouchy attitude. God, now you put me in this situation. Now I don't like it. Does everybody understand? With thanks, thank you, Lord, that I'm awake. Thank you that I'm still among the living and I got something to do for you here. Now here, it's this problem came up and your word says for me to cast my cares upon you and that's what I come to do. Does everybody understand? It says to cast your cares upon him. You know what that means? Now, why does it say to do that? So that you don't, you're not within arm length to reach back and grab it. That's what we do. Lord, I can't handle this. Lord, it's up to you. And we got peace for a minute or two, and then we go back and we, okay, Lord, I don't know now. I'm still concerned. <laughs> if you still concerned, you ain't cast it on him. Yeah, everybody understand. Everybody does understand that there's a difference. So if I cast my care, that means I'm throwing it. But this is what most of us do. Lord, I got this. I'm going to figure something out. <laughs> Does everybody understand? I'm going to figure it out. That's all right. You, 
You ain't moving fast enough. You ain't even, you act like you ain't even hear me. You ain't crying or nothing. You ain't got, you, don't, you ain't all hyped up like I am about it. <laughs> so it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto who? Let your request be known unto him. And the peace of God, which passeth all what? In other words, Lord, I don't understand. But your peace surpasses that. I don't have to understand to know you got it. You don't have to tell me how this is going to get done and what, how this is going to be taken care of. I, I don't have to know. See, that's when you've given up control when you don't have to know. That's what that's talking about. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding, your mental capacity. Because if, if you know anything, that's what the devil torments you at, is you trying to understand. You trying to work it out and you trying to figure it out. Let me make this clear. How many of us understand that we are here and God is here? So it is meant only God can stand being up here. But when you take your brain and try to reach it up here, that's when you've gotten out of your league. That's what a devil torment you at is when you trying to be up here on the same level that God is on. You stay here and cast your cares up there. Does everybody understand? Does everybody understand that? We're up against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a reason why the Bible says in high places. Places you don't belong. No, you don't belong there. Does everybody understand that? No, you ain't supposed to be flying higher than the devil. He's a spirit and there's some things he can withstand that you can't stand. The devil can even walk in the presence of God, according to what we read in the Bible, and not drop dead. He can see God and not drop dead. You can't. So that lets you know, the Bible says that we are made lower than angels. That's the bad ones too. But when you try to be God and you think I can handle it, I got it. You put yourself in that place where the devil can torment you. Everybody understand? All right, let's go and keep reading. It says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall what? Keep. Did we just read that in the book of Isaiah? Shall keep not only your hearts, but your minds through who? Everybody see that? God will keep you. Let's read verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. That's not a suggestion. That is a command. He's telling you what to think about. The only way people can be tormented is if they have stepped outside of what we just read in verse 8. God only keeps you when you are kept inside of his word when you obey that word. Does everybody understand? That's the reason why I say when people are depressed, they have gotten outside of God's word. If they belong to God and they're depressed, it's because they're not following God's word. That's plain and simple. Do they understand that? You know, I, I preached that. I preached on that before about depression. I'm, I'm telling you, folks had a problem with. It. Well, you just don't understand. I ain't got to understand. I understand God's word and what it says. 
And I do understand this, that if God is your father, he will not allow the devil to torment you if you stay inside of his word. People don't have, believers, don't have any business leaving this world with dementia, with Alzheimer's. We have to know God loves us more than that. We have to know that. It is not God's will for his people to leave here with anything outside of their right mind. Do, they, do we understand that? I believe whatever we're called to do, we're supposed to do that until we breathe our last breath. How is somebody going to prophesy with dementia? With all, I, do, I don't believe that. It is not God's will for people to leave here with half of their brain gone. It's not God's will for people to, to sink back down into childhood where somebody got to take care of them like a baby. Do we believe that? Well, let's believe this then. If you continue to let the devil torment you and give him permission to, that's where you're headed. Everybody understand? Folks don't have the spirit of God on the inside of them their whole life and then the devil can just come and attack them and attack their brain and they just lose all who they are. They had to let the devil ride them there. Does everybody understand that? You may say, well, I got my great uncle. He, was a, he may have been a believer, but I'm telling you, God's word is, is not a lie. The Bible says he keeps our hearts and our minds. Did we just read that? So you may say, well, you know, my, my great uncle, he, he, he died with dementia. He died and, and he was all sweet and nice. Somewhere in his life, he allowed the devil to sow a seed that he didn't let go of. And the devil came to cash in on it when he got of age. You better let go of all that junk. I don't care how nice you are, how sweet you try to be and live your whole life. If you hold on to one thing that the devil gave you, he's got a right to come and cash in on it. And it might be years down the road and you think I'm getting away with it. I'm getting away. No, you're not. I've seen, I'm telling you, I've lived long enough to see it with my own eyes. People that think it's, it's something cute to have a, a grouchy, mean attitude and snap off at people and be a smart aleck, when they get older, it, it takes their mind. It ain't cute. That's why I don't believe in, in people letting their little girls put their hands on their hips and, and believing that they and posing with attitudes and I don't believe in none of that foolishness. You be sweet and nice. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> I, I, let me speak to you sisters for just a minute. Don't you believe that lie of the devil. Your cycle ain't got nothing to do with a bad attitude. It ain't got nothing to do with a bad attitude. If you have a bad attitude for that week that you're on your cycle, it's because it's already there. Does everybody understand? I understand that it's uncomfortable. And you, man, I'm telling I know, I know folks, especially sister, they gonna, uh, you, you just don't understand, Brother Bowden. You ain't never had a cycle. No, I ain't never had one. But I got Jesus Christ. And I had some folks try me. <laughs> Everybody understand? It ain't like I ain't never went through anything in my body. Y'all remember when I stood here and preached with that pulmonary embolism? Was I up here cussing and fussing? Yeah, so I know what it is to suffer in my body and still be nice about it. <laughs> Does everybody understand? Don't you believe that lie? 
That's a, a, the devil feeds sister, women that lie. You know, it's a chemical imbalance. No, it ain't no chemical imbalance. That's a lie. What is the definition of a menstruation cycle? It's when the lining of the uterus is shed. The nest that your baby is supposed to attach to. Every month, God renews that. He sheds the old one and put a new one there. Every month. What does that have to do with your brain? <laughs> Where's your brain at? <laughs> does everybody understand? But if you accept that lie, like society teaches it, you'll be moody. Again, I understand it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable don't, don't, don't equal bad attitude. That ain't nothing but the devil giving you an excuse to be what's, what's on the inside of you to begin with. If you, everybody understand, when God said it before, I said it, when God came and saved you, he saved all of you. Not just three weeks a month. Does everybody understand? Yeah, some, I know some folks still struggling with that, but I'm telling you, it's God's word. Let's go, let's go look at that. Let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of James. Now, this is if we want to accept it. But if we want to remain witches to control your husband or whoever during that time and well, I you know, you know, I I need for you to do stuff now. I'm this week I'm just off. I tell you, if you're gonna hold on to that devil's doctor, sister, you better hope the Lord don't come and get you on that week. Does everybody understand? Like what the Lord said, pray that your flight isn't on the Sabbath. <laughs> you better pray he don't come and get you during that time let's go to the third chapter of the book of James is everybody there we're going to start reading verse 8 but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. So you've heard us preach on that before. We can't tame our own tongue, but God does. How does he do it? Because out of the mouth, from the, from the mouth, the heart speaketh. In other words, from the heart, the mouth speaketh. So what it is, is God changes our heart, and that changes what we speak. We believe that. All right. It says... It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be what? It ought not to be so. If you are a believer... That three weeks you walking in praise and walking in anointing, and then that, but that week, no. Everybody in the household gonna know, stay away from mama. It says that ought not to be so, not if you belong to God. Let's keep reading why. Verse 11, doth they found, send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Does it? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive trees, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Do we see it now? God, God made your body to function the way it's supposed to function. Do you think God's word is going to tell you to, for you to be meek and quiet but then he give you a pass one week a month it, it don't happen you ain't got to be moody if, even if you don't belong to God you ain't got to be moody 
If you're a nice, gentle person, that's just who you are all the time. But all that cycle does is expose what's there. And if you're not careful, you think you have a license. Does everybody understand? That's why we torment it with permission. Okay, devil, I accept that lie. I believe there is such thing as a chemical imbalance somewhere. Because some kind of way, the middle of my body got something to do with what's, this is running this. <laughs> Does everybody understand? That's a lie. Oh, there's an imbalance. But it ain't chemicals. You know what the imbalance is? Three weeks out of the month, I believe God. Lord, you're a keeper. God, I trust you, Lord. Three weeks. God is God. You are God. Nobody like you. But one week, Lord, you're going to have to forgive me. You made me this way. I can't get past this. As long as I have a cycle, it's just. There's your imbalance. Double minded. Does everybody understand that? So do we accept that, sisters? Now, let me share something else with you, sisters, just concerning that. When that time of the month comes, it's God's way of cleaning you out. Does everybody understand? That's what, you know that's what's literally taking place. He's cleaning you. Why are you mad about it? Why don't you accept God's process? Would you rather just stay up there? He's cleaning you out. Why? What? For motherhood. Now, if you embrace your feminine side, Put down all these basketballs. If you embrace who God created you to be, that wouldn't bother you. The only reason the devil is able to torment you during that time is because you have not accepted God's process about it. You don't want any more children. Everybody understand? <laughs> if it was up to you, I'd just cancel it all. I'd go right into menopause and find out that ain't had nothing to do with my bad attitude. I, this is just me. Yeah, menopause don't fix that. Everybody understand? Now I'm depressed because I can't have children that I didn't want to have when I could. <laughs> the devil gets you on one end or the other, you see. He'll get you on one. If you don't stay in this word, he'll get you on one end or the other. Everybody understand? Let's go, let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of John, James real quick. Let's flip over one chapter and go to chapter four of the book of James. And we're going to read verse seven and verse eight. Is everybody there? It says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will do what? Flee from you. If you submit and accept God's ways, accept his word, then you have the authority and the power to, to, to resist the devil. Does everybody understand that? So what happens is people might not want to be tormented. 
But at the same time, they ain't submitting to God either. I don't accept your way either, God. Well, by default, you accept the devil's torment that he can bring you, you see. The only, way, the only thing that makes the devil flee is if you submit to God and resist him. And resist him. Does everybody understand that? You have to resist him. That's something you have to do. I can't resist him for you. And I can't preach to you and, and, and he just flee you. You have to resist him. You, everybody understand? You don't ever get to a point in God where you don't have to resist the devil, ever. Jesus made it clear to us, we're not greater than him. He's our master, we're not greater than him. And even he had to resist the devil. He had to have a prayer life. And when the devil came and talked to him, he talked back. Get behind me. Him and the devil didn't agree on one thing. So when the devil came and told and maybe tried to talk to him, well, you know folks don't really like you. That's a lie, devil. But what happens is because we already in our little slump and our little pit, you know you're right. I mean, the more I try to love on people, the more they push me away, and I'm just stayed off to myself. And you ain't resisting. Now, what you, you think is going to happen when, when, when you get off to yourself? More torment. You better get inside of God's walls. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, you better get there in a hurry. You can't beat the devil on your own. The nursing home is full of people that have tried. Now I'm telling you, not resisting him today equals dementia tomorrow. Dementia and Alzheimer's and diseases like that, that's for folks that didn't resist him. Does everybody understand? I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own eyes. An old brother, I'm not going to say his name, but some of you would know who I'm talking about. I would go, older brother, I would try to go and talk to him. Hey, you don't have to accept that. He would say, well, Brother John, I see myself, my mind, God you don't have to accept that. You can resist that. And when I would say that, he would get angry and upset. He wanted to be there, and that's how he left. And I'm telling you, you better come out of that. There ain't nothing good about being tormented. Nothing good comes from that. You better resist the devil today while you got the power to. Because once he takes from you who you are and what you know in today's world, how can you resist him when you don't know who you are? How can you resist him when somebody got to take care of you because you don't know who you are in this world anymore? You don't recognize folks. That's his end game. Does everybody understand? You better resist him today while you have the power to because you can get to the point where you won't even have the power to resist him. You think it's a cute little game now that gets you your way? What happens when you're in a nursing home and you got to depend on folks to come change you? What kind of way are you getting then? Does everybody understand? Resist him today. Verse 8, let's read that. It says, some, uh, draw nigh to God. Everybody see that? And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. What? Ye double-minded. You ye chemically imbalanced. For three weeks, I'm good, Lord. Praise you. You're in control. But for one week, you're not in control. I just got to give in because that's what the doctor says. It's a chemical imbalance. Can't nobody understand it. I wish a doctor would say that. You sisters that have accepted that lie. It's a chemical. Well, show me the chemicals, Doc. Where they at? Where they at? What's going on there? Where is the I want to see it in a cup. What does the chemical look like? 
I'm telling you, doctors got all kind of names for demons that they can't explain. No, but they're going to name it and they're going to charge you to fix it or try to. Does everybody understand? Let's go to the 16th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel real briefly. My prayer is that we'll hear this message today. That's my prayer. You ain't got to be tormented. God didn't save you to give the devil your brain. That's the reason why I know and I stand on that. If you're tormented, it's because you're giving him permission to do it. You have to give the devil permission. Does everybody understand that? So are we there, the 16th chapter of 1 Samuel? We're going to start reading... At verse 11. Now, of course, after this, uh, before this, uh, the kingdom of God was taken from Saul and was given to David. So let's read verse 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was a ruddy, ruddy, and with all of a beautiful countenance. And goodly to look to. So he was a handsome fellow. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Everybody see that? What did it do? It came where? Upon him. Not in him, because Jesus Christ had not come and died yet. It came upon him. Does everybody understand that? So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But, everybody say but, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord did what? Troubled him. Why? Because of his disobedience. If for no other reason, what we read in the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, of good report, and all of that, think on these things. Why? Because if you don't, then an evil spirit can come and trouble you. You know, that's, that's just as much disobedience if you don't do that, then what Saul did is the same thing. Does everybody understand that? So an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is cunning, who is a cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war, a prudent and prudent in matters, and is a, and a comely person. In other words, easy to get along with. And the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer. Everybody see that? David loved Saul greatly, and who was already anointed to be king. Does everybody see that? And Saul sent to Jesse, 
saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from, from God was upon Saul, that David took and harp. See, everybody see that now. What an insult was upon him. If you resist the devil and submit yourself to God and resist the devil, he will flee. Why? Because the only thing that evil spirit can do is come upon you. It ain't got to get inside of you. It just comes there to bother you. But if you accept it as part of your personality, that's when you're in trouble. Everybody see that? And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was what? Refreshed and was what? Well, and the evil spirit did what? Departed from him. Now, so let's, let's pay attention to what's going on here. Why did the evil spirit come from God to begin with? Because Saul had not accepted what Samuel told him. Somebody better than you is going to take your place. He had not accepted God's will about it. And what was happening was he was being given this fight. He, in his mind, I'm going to fight for my throne. That's the reason why he spent more than a decade trying to kill David. Does everybody see that? Spent more than a decade trying to kill who was supposed to be his king. So when folks are tormented, part of the reason is because they have not accepted God's will about something. And you're fighting against God. And so God in his now you may think, OK, so the spirit of God have left Saul. Why did they leave? Because Saul was not willing to be obedient to God. And you may think, well, so why would God allow this to happen to him? Look at the whole picture. God sends him relief. Now, let's think about this. If the evil spirit was from God, now, do we all did we all read that? If the evil spirit was from God and was under, in other words, was under the command of God. You think David playing some guitar somewhere was going to make, make God say, okay, so David playing. We got to get out of here. David's playing. Here he is with his guitar again. Let's run. Does everybody understand? If that's the case, let's just all play guitars for folks that are possessed. Does everybody understand that? Why did the evil spirit leave? Because in that moment, he was accepting the ministry of David. So what the real issue was, was his attitude towards David. If your attitude towards this man is right, I'll make that evil spirit leave. Does everybody understand? But if your attitude is wrong, the one that's sent to relieve you, if you can't receive him, it'll stay. It'll stay. Everybody see? So you, everybody see what Saul's problem was? Except God's will, Saul. This man is playing in front of you. He's going to replace you and you need to accept it. When he accepted it, he was fired. The spirit left him. They had nothing to torment him with. But when he rejected it, because if you keep reading, you'll see after a while he started rejecting it and he picked up a javelin and threw it at David trying to kill him. From that moment on, he was tormented for the rest of his life. From that moment on. Everybody see that? So you see how torment is related to uh, rejecting God's will? When you don't accept God's will, then the devil has a right to torment you. Does everybody understand? And when I say will, I'm talking about his word as well. Every unsubmissive wife is tormented. I can guarantee you that. Because they have not accepted God's will. It, it must be something in your mind to want a husband to love you but not submit to that husband. To run him away and then want him there at the same time. How does that play out in your brain? To want a companion. 
to want to be loved by that husband. But at the same time, you know your ways are running him away. That is the area where the devil can come and torment you. And he see he don't love you. No, he loves you, but he's a man. Does everybody understand? You come out of that witchcraft. If you accept the, the position of your husband, like God says, the devil don't have anything to torment you with in that area. You ain't got to struggle with whether or not your husband loves you if you accept his position. See, the double-mindedness there. So when folks are tormented, they're tormented, they give the devil permission. They disobey God in one area, and that's all the devil needs is one, one, just one little something that you don't accept about his word. Just one little something that you don't accept about God's word, and the devil can come in and do whatever he feel like. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Everybody understand? So we all know what it means to submit to God. We accept what his word says. We don't have to understand it all. I'm just, if your word says it, that's what I agree with, Lord, because you said it, and you're, you're not a man that you can lie. Do we all understand that? So it can stop today. And it, it ain't a matter of prayer. It ain't a matter of hands being let. Ain't, ain't none of that going to do you any good. You submit to God. You resist the devil. Not you get prayed for. You submit to God. You resist the devil. Everybody understand? Yeah, you can't just put that off on a preacher somewhere. Well, if, you, if, if, if the prayer would have took... Or if you just take God's word and do what it tells you to do. That's what it's supposed to took. Yes, sir. Everybody understand? Yeah, the preacher ain't responsible for you and, 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 the, and your condition. You have to resist him. The Lord came here saved. And he had to resist. He had to do his part. When the devil came to him, he didn't say, oh, God, help me. God, please. I got it. I'm going to do exactly what your words say. I'm going to resist. I'm already submitted, so I got the authority to resist. Now, here's the problem. Some of us ain't made up our minds to submit to God. And so we, ain't, we know ain't no use in trying to resist. Ain't no use. I ain't no use. We have to get out of these pity parties that God don't go to. Get out of making yourself a victim. Everybody understand? Uh, that's a prime, you're a prime candidate for the devil. When you're the victim, everybody done you wrong and ain't nobody understand you but the devil. <laughs> you come out of that. Everybody understand? You know you have to make yourself God to even believe that lie? Ain't nobody ever been through what I've gone through. How many crosses have you been crucified on? How many worlds have you created that rejected you when you came? How many people have you made? <laughs> Everybody understand? Yeah, you have to make yourself God. And that's the reason why the devil's got a right to torment you. You put yourself in God's place. You trying to control something you can't control. Does everybody understand that? You're supposed to cast your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. That's what the word says. You have to do that. You, can't, you don't get anywhere being a lazy Christian. You don't get anywhere playing the victim. You have a responsibility, and that's your responsibility. To submit is, is really that simple. Submit to God, resist the devil, that's all. That's all you have to do. Submit to God and resist the devil. You ain't going to be downtrodden. You're going to have a song to sing. Does everybody understand that? 
Y'all tired of letting the devil whoop on y'all? I tell you, folks that ain't tired yet, they mad at folks that ain't in that position. Can't stand to be around anybody that's happy. <laughs> Everybody hear me? I don't want to be around all that. I'm depressed and I'm going to stay here. I, I don't feel like that. I tell you, in bad shape. When that's where you want to be. Everybody understand? We do all understand that this is voluntary. <laughs> you have to volunteer for the devil's camp. You have to want to be there. Does everybody understand that? So I, I don't want to hear anything else about that. I don't want to hear about how the devil beating up on you. Because I'm going to tell you, you can be, it's because that's what you want. You're the one who got in that boxing ring. You're the one that went to the gym. If he's beating up on you, it's because you are allowing him. That's it for believers. Now, he's got a right to do whatever he want to do to unbelievers. But for believers, we have to volunteer. Everybody understand? Now, isn't it something that we can be so selfish and just in natural life? I ain't got time for that. You know, they scheduling me for this. I don't want to do that. This is my time. And it's your time for human beings, but not for the devil. Now, you give the devil all your time. Devil, you come on and talk. Now, I ain't got time for Brother Bowden to cook or nothing like that. I ain't got time for that. But devil, you can come in. You can just do whatever you want to. You stingy with your time with everybody else except the devil. I'm trying to make it plain, you see. Some point you got to see what's going on. At some point you got to wake up. Everybody understand? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word that we've heard today. Lord, we pray that you will help us to take it to our hearts, Lord, and remember the things that we've heard. God, I pray that you will touch your people to help them to receive what was said, Lord. Remind them of these things, Lord, when an enemy comes to torment them. Help them to know who they are in you. Help them to know, Lord, that there are some things we don't have to go through, and that includes being tormented by our enemy. God, help us to come out of that place of witchcraft where we want to control people through our emotions and the things that we're going through. Where we're wanting to cause people to feel sorry for us, Lord, because of the things we've gone through. Help us, Lord, to not only accept the victory, but to want the victory, Lord. Help us to know that we have been called to live an abundant life in you. Help our minds to be renewed, Lord, towards that life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. All right. If the Lord will, now we'll be dismissed. We'll gather in the back and discuss what we've heard today. That's all now. We're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.